Hello and welcome back to Kindled. Today I have a really fun conversation with Shauna Holman of A Little Less Toxic. And we're going to talk about what it looks like to take an evaluation and kind of a hard look at what you're putting in your body, in your home, how to do that without becoming consumed, fear-driven, and fearful of the world around us, but wisely stewarding our bodies and what we have and recognizing that uh, this world and the systems and so many of the companies that are creating the products that we use do not actually have our best interest at heart. And so I think you'll find this conversation um, helpful, encouraging, and overall just grounded in the truth of God's word and not swinging too far into either ditch. As always, appreciate you leaving a rating and review on whatever app you're on. You can click subscribe and uh, just tune in with us each week as new episodes are released. And with that, here is my conversation with Shauna Holman. All right. So today on Kindled, I'm chatting with Shauna Holman. Shauna, thanks so much for being here today. I'm happy to be here. So um, I'm excited to chat with you. We have kind of been Instagram acquaintances for a while, uh, but I would love for you to introduce yourself and tell my audience who you are and what you do. Sure. So yeah, my name is Shauna Holman. I am a wife. I'm a mom. I'm a Jesus follower. And I share about random things on the internet, but mostly pertaining to things regarding our health. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that basically sums it up. I recently became an author earlier this year and um, I I speak sometimes now. And yeah, I'm just kind of like learning as I go. (laughs) Yeah. Aren't we all? That's so fun. Um, Yes. You fit the description share random things on the internet kind of like I do <laughs> in different spheres, but some overlapping and yeah, it's a, it is a fun, it's a fun and interesting place to be, isn't it? It is. It is interesting. Yeah. 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 So what is your story? You know, your account is called a little less toxic. And so people can kind of uh, guess from that, that you do talks about, talk of talks about you, you talk about, you know, removing toxins from your life in kind of a sensible way that make sense for people a little bit at a time. Um, how did you get into that? Why is that a passion of yours? Tell us your story with that. Yeah. I don't know how much detail you want me to get into, but I didn't grow up this way. It wasn't just, it wasn't a part of our home or life or culture. Um, any health really balance at all. I, I, I had a really tough childhood, but I got sick in college with like a migraine or a sinus infection. I never figured out which I got one bad one in like 28, no, 2008. And then it, I took medication, you know, they gave me like antibiotics, like a Z pack, a five day antibiotic and it went away, but then it came back. And long story short, it was five years of trying to chase down and do something about these migraines or sinus infections and nothing ever worked. Um, It sometimes helped a little bit temporarily, but they would come back more frequently, stronger, and it became almost debilitating at some times in my life. And for over those five years, but the last year of it, I wasn't pain-free for a single moment of a single day for an entire year. And I would take the antibiotics again or try different things. You know, I saw like ear, nose, throat specialists. I had um, CAT scans. I had septum correction surgery. Uh, I saw allergists. I took allergy meds, migraine meds. I just was trying everything that they had to offer me in the conventional medical world Mm -hmm. and nothing was helping really at all. And they had no answers for me. And uh, I just kept getting sicker until in 2013, while on antibiotics, trying to do something about this pain that I was in, I ended up getting, I had like a little hangnail on my thumb that got infected and 
overnight it turned into a sepsis and MRSA infection, which wow. essentially means that it had a, a, an infection that would poison my blood, but it was also resistant to antibiotics. Mm. So I ended up on a week of IV antibiotics of like the strongest antibiotics available because this strain of staph infection was not responding to any of the antibiotics they were giving me. And after that, I was on another month of antibiotics. And by this point, I'm like, I don't ever want to see an antibiotic for the rest of my life. And the doctors still didn't have any answers for me. And I was afraid of losing my life. Wow. And I knew I couldn't continue like this. So I started reading and learned about inflammation put a plan into action. And within like a week of just eliminating a few foods to see if that would help, I was pain-free for the first time in over a year. And then, so during this time I learned about inflammation, but also just, I wasn't paying any attention to ingredients at all. I didn't really think it mattered. I looked at the front of labels and it was like, you know, low fat or hundred calories. And if I turned the package around at all, it was just to look at calorie counts. That's what I thought health equated to. Right. So um, now I'm reading ingredients and noticing I'm putting a lot of weird stuff in my body and in my home and on my skin. And it just kind of opened my mind. And I just kept reading ingredients and trying to make better choices as I could. And I haven't stopped. It's been about 10 years. Wow. And so basically what you determined was that the migraines were a result of inflammation. Yes. Yes. Okay. Everything. And it wasn't even just those because once I made these changes with the food and my inflammation came down. My brain fog went away. Fatigue was gone. I had joint pain that I'd had for years. That went away. My mood was better. My energy was better. I was sleeping better. Even my hair and skin felt better. I had all these things. I was in my late twenties, early thirties, and I had accepted all of these things for, you know, a decade as being like normal that I would have joint pain at, you know, 20 years old. And I, it really wasn't normal. And I didn't realize until I didn't have to live like that anymore. Mm -hmm. And it just, it, it was like, I got new life in a way. Wow. That's crazy. Did yeah. you ever narrow it down to like a, a particular ingredient or was it just kind of a slew of things? I think that it was really a culmination of lots of little things, but by changing just a few food, I'll, I'll tell you what they were too. So it was this nutritionist my mom saw on PBS when I was going through my treatment and she was, this um, nutritionist was talking about inflammation and different symptoms that it can cause. Mm -hmm. So I grabbed her book and it was like, remove these, it's all marketed for weight loss, which is really annoying. And I, that's, I, that's the part I don't like about it, but it's really about inflammation. So it was like, remove these seven foods and lose seven pounds in seven days. I had no weight to lose. That's not, wasn't my I've goal heard of all. that lady. I've heard of, I think <laughs> I've listened to her podcast. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. she's got some great principles in there, but this whole world of inflammation knowledge was just mm -hmm. brand new to me. So I took out, was it gluten, soy, dairy, uh, corn, peanuts, artificial sweeteners, and eggs. And then some of them you're supposed to reintroduce because they can be very nourishing, but for some people they're contributing to inflammation. Maybe it's the form of them or just your body's mm -hmm. out of balance. Right. So I took them out and then I would reintroduce them one at a time. You take mm -hmm. them out for 21 days and then you reintroduce one at a time over the course of four mm -hmm. days, waiting to see if you get a reaction. I got a reaction every time these first, oh. and I had no pain, right. For this, like pretty much like two weeks of this, I'm like pain-free. I'm loving my oh. life. I feel amazing. Then I take, I forget which one I did first. It might've been gluten or might've been soy, but you get like the best that you can find. And one meal a day, you're like, okay, now I'm, I'm experimenting with myself, mm -hmm. but within 24 hours, I had a horrible migraine again. Wow. So I'm like, okay, well that one's out for now. And then over time, as you heal, you should be able to test again and bring these 
more nourishing things back in. Some stay out forever, like the artificial sweeteners, right? Sure. I still can't do gluten. Every time I try it, I I just do not do well with it, but I do great with dairy and eggs. Now I can have a little soy. Um, and yeah, uh, yeah so, but that opened up my eyes to like, what else could be contributing mm-hmm. to inflammation and how can I navigate that? Wow. That's so fascinating. Um, what I love about your story is that you kind of took, you know, you took that into your own own hands rather than just kind of looking, I mean, like so many people we do start and we've been taught to start with kind of the traditional medicine route. Like, what can you give me? What can you put me on to help with this? And it's often the first place you turn, right? If you have a headache, the idea is like, oh, you know, take some Tylenol, take ibuprofen for muscle aches. Right. But, um, but there's a whole nother way of thinking. And I'm not saying that it's wrong to always do that or that that's not an option, but there's, there's a whole other path. Like you said, like your mind opened up to, what else could I be doing that could actually be causing some of this? And, and that is, I think for a lot of people, maybe a newer way of thinking about health, right? Like instead of just treating the symptoms, like what is the root cause of these issues that I'm experiencing? Um, and at least for me with my health stuff over the last year, you know, finding out I had hypothyroidism, realizing, wow, a lot of this is like inputs that that I'm, that I'm kind of setting myself up for failure, there may be a genetic predisposition to that, right? Like some of it is not in my control, but there is also things I'm doing that are actually exacerbating my own body and and my own situation. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like symptoms too. A lot of times we look at them, like we play whack-a-mole with them. We're like, Mm -hmm. Oh no, it's a symptom. I have to smash it. But instead of listening, I feel like God gave us wisdom that we can actually listen to. Oh, I'm giving you like a message from your body. This Mm -hmm. is not working with you. And we can often either ignore it. Or like I said, just try and like silence it instead of like pay Mm -hmm. attention and then make a shift as needed and support our bodies in better ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, there's this concept I'm sure you're familiar with of like biofeedback and, uh, that's newer to me because, uh, again, I, I wasn't raised thinking this way or treating anything this way, but I've been working with a macro nutrition coach. Who's kind of been helping me learn how to fuel my body for life. You know, it's not a diet. It's just really, what does your body need? How to balance a plate, right? Have like a well-rounded meal, all that. And, um, one of the areas on the check-in sheet that we have to fill out weekly is biofeedback. So like, what is your soreness level? You know, um, like are your muscles sore, which to me would have just been like, oh, well, there's nothing I can do about that. That's just a result of either a hard workout or whatever, but it's, but it's not always like there are other factors, right? Like not enough sleep or maybe mineral deficiency, other things that can contribute to these symptoms Mm -hmm. that I feel like we've just kind of been told, that there's nothing you can do about that. There's you, you can't do anything about that or no, you, you're always going to be hypothyroid. You can't do anything about it. You're, you're helpless in a way, you know, like if, if you get this diagnosis, this is almost now like part of your identity. You, you can't get rid of it. It is who you are. It it is something that you're just going to have to learn to live with and you have to treat it. And so often I think that that's not true. Like sometimes it is, but not always. Um, so can you share about you know, your thoughts on that? Like, do you, do you see that in a lot of women that they're coming out of a mindset of, I I have to live with this versus maybe I don't have to live with it. And maybe I am just making the wrong choices on foods or diet or whatever. Right. 
Yeah, no, I see it all the time, especially, I mean, even when I first started this about, you know, I said 10 years ago, other people in my life were seeing the changes that were happening in me because everyone knew I was struggling with this, you know, like people were Mm -hmm. laying hands on me at church, people were praying for me, Mm -hmm. people were trying to find ways to help me. And so they're seeing that I'm suddenly like miraculously better. And so they wanted this information too. Mm -hmm. And I also was seeing like, oh my goodness, these things that you're struggling with, that's inflammation. Like there's a Mm -hmm. root cause, you know, so I'm sharing this information with other people. And I saw a lot of people around me start to have improvements in their health and some of these symptoms lessen or disappear. Mm -hmm. And so um, a lot of things that we had accepted as normal Mm. or thought were things that we were just had to surrender to and live with, like this is God's plight for me. And then as I've continued to share, I just, I see it all the time and uh, it's really encouraging, but it's also frustrating because I still see so many people that just go, Hey, this is just my, in my family. It's always been Mm -hmm. this way. Like uh, this is the plight for me. And I just don't think that that's necessarily true. I think that there are some things that you know, that are going to be a part of my life. And Mm -hmm. I don't need to, you know, cling to it and try and like wrestle it out of me. But uh, there are some things that I do have some, I don't want to say, is it control? It's not control over, but I can make decisions that can Mm -hmm. improve it. Right. I want to tell you about a new sponsor that I'm so excited about. And that is We Heart Nutrition. We Heart Nutrition is a pro-life company that offers the highest quality vitamins available for women. They are patriotic, family-owned, run by husband and wife duo Jacob and Kristen. They have four young kids, and they saw a big hole in the vitamin industry for a company with wholesome ingredients, but also wholesome values. Now, supplements are not required by the FDA to be third-party tested, but We Heart Nutrition does that anyway because they want you to know what is in the vitamins that you're taking. Their supplements use the highest quality research-backed ingredients, always in the most bioavailable form, which means that your body can actually absorb them unlike many other brands. They're unapologetically pro-life and donate 10% of sales off the top directly to Christian pregnancy care centers. Most of the major multivitamins are owned by corporations that donate directly to Planned Parenthood. Ones that I have used, I did not even realize this, Ollie and Smarty Pants, owned by Unilever. One a Day, owned by Bayer. Centrum and Emergency, owned by Pfizer. So if you want to put your money towards a company that supports your values and will deliver top-tier quality supplements and vitamins, visit weheartnutrition.com and use code KINDLED for 20% off your first order. That is weheartnutrition.com, code KINDLED for 20% off your first order. Right. It's yeah. Control responsibility, you know, right. Like the Bible does tell us that we are, um, you know, that our body is a temple and there's, there's like a way you can treat a temple. Like you, you can determine how to treat your body. And, um, obviously we know that we can't idolize our body, our physical health. Like that is not fully in our control, right? Any one of us could get cancer no matter how healthy we are. Yes. Um, and uh, you know, Taylor Dukes, I'm sure you're familiar with her. Like she's super, super healthy, but had a brain tumor. Right. And, um, going through treatment for that. And, you know, thank God, I I think that she's doing well, but it just kind of goes to show that like, of course, our hope cannot be in our physical health. Um, which I know that you don't, you don't believe that either. Um, but rather it's, it's a responsibility to steward our bodies well. Right. Um, so, you know, how do you, what do you feel like is the most important message for people to take away from what you share? Like, what is your kind of heart 
in, in what you share online, all these random things that you, you end up posting about it. And, you know, I want to hear about your book as well. Um, but what, what do you feel like your, your main message is for, for women? I think for, for all people is that there are choices we make all day, every day that are going to impact our health for good or for bad. And it's important for us to be more aware of that. And specifically for Christians, God has placed our health in our hands to steward, like you're talking about, right? So that means that I don't just pretend it doesn't matter or like, you know, I'm going to die anyway. So better just like live it up here or like this as though it doesn't matter, but also not grip to our health and try and control it and manipulate it and act as though my health is now like you're talking about. And my God, I can't make health into an idol. So my main message, I guess, is that we have these bodies that are entrusted to us and that it is our responsibility to steward them well. And that is for God's glory alone. And so that we can be better servants for his kingdom. Like I can Mm -hmm. be a better mom when Mm -hmm. I feel better. I can be a better wife, friend, ministry leader, whatever it might be. You've got all these things you're carrying in your hands and we want to do them well. And we can do them better when we treat the thing that we're carrying in our hands too, our bodies, when we Mm -hmm. treat them better too. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think it's so easy to fall into one ditch or the other for me. I mean, I think for a lot of women, but I know that's been my my experience in the past is like either like you were describing life is short, eat the cake, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> life is short, have the drink, whatever, you know, or, um, oh my gosh, I have to do everything perfectly. And if I don't, I'm either on the wagon or off the wagon of healthy eating on the wagon or off the wagon of tracking my macros or whatever it might be like this, this all or nothing mentality that like you expect perfection. And then it can very easily kind of turn into this, this control thing, this idol thing. And, um, and that's not a healthy place to be either, right? Like both extremes of either like laissez faire, whatever health doesn't matter. I mean, you know, just, just a, um, I don't know what the word is, but treating it as though, as though we're not stewards, like as though God did not make us in his image and then, you know, tell us to actually like take care of our bodies and that health and not even so much that health, but rather like the choices that we make, the stewardship is a reflection of whose we are, right? Because our bodies are not our own, right? We're not at the end of the day, our bodies are God's. And so there's this idea that like, I need to take care of this the way that you would want me to. And I think both extremes, um, probably come from a place of not fully depending on God. Like if you're, if you're in the mindset, um, for me, when I've been in the mindset of like life short, eat the cake, it's usually because I'm running to food, uh, as some, as, as something that I shouldn't as maybe, you know, craving food rather than craving Christ or craving, um, you know, something that I should be getting in my relationship with the Lord and looking to the pantry for that, right. In a stressful day or a stressful moment, an Oreo will help me or, you know, whatever that glass of wine will help me. And instead of realizing like, no, none of that is actually going to satisfy. And that's kind of the, the world's message to us, right. Is that life is short, eat the cake. Like that is the world's answer to, the stress and the difficulty of life, but it's not, it's not scripture's answer to that. So, um, thoughts on that. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I feel like there are so many things that we can run to for our own comfort or to give us some, like try and regulate ourselves, you know, yeah. and they're not the answer and it can be cake or it can be so many other things. And with regards to like this little less toxic approach, I think 
for me, I, I'm trying to express that it's in all the things, right? It's not just the food, it's not just the products, but it's also the other things that we consume. Like for me, sometimes I can find myself trying to self-regulate, like scrolling on my phone. Yeah. And that's also another thing that I'm putting in God's place, you know, whatever it might be. Yeah. So yeah, I think that they're they're the extremes really mess us up, but so do the misplaced um comforts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure, I'm not sure how to word that. Right. But yeah, so I think like, yeah, life is short and I think we should enjoy the cake, but not make cake our comfort and can the cake Mm -hmm. nourish us? Yeah. Let's do that too. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. It's been, it's been very interesting to hear from, um, you know, learning from my coach some about just, you know, if there's something that you're craving, if you hold that thing over your head and say, you know, I can't have this, I can't have this, I can't have this. All that really does is serve to make you want it more. And whenever you do, when your willpower kind of goes away, you then go and indulge in that thing. Instead, for her, she's described how like she used to be just obsessed with like sweet potato fries. So every time she'd go out to eat, she had to get at her favorite restaurant, like this big thing of sweet potato fries. And it was just this like indulge or like binge or restrict mentality. Right. And so she as she kind of worked through her own um, issues with that, realized like I could have you know, these purple sweet potatoes every day. And I could just build it into my budget of macros that I, that I need. I need some carbs every day. So I'm going to take that and I'm going to have these every day so that when I go out to eat, I'm not in this mindset of, oh my gosh, I have to have the entire plate of the sweet potato fries. Right. And it's like such a different way of thinking. Like you don't have to do the binge and restrict thing. It doesn't have to be that way. You can, there's another answer. And but I feel like, yeah, diet, this is more on the nutrition side, but diet culture has really screwed up so many of our thinking yeah. around food and around how to treat that, that, um, anyway, a little bit off topic, but oh, wait, it, it all applies. I mean, it's cause right. it's all in the same, it's under that umbrella of like living less toxic and doing what's best to help our bodies function the way that God designed right. them to, mm-hmm. so that we can serve him best. And Mm -hmm. I I think all of that is very important. And everyone's got different things that are kind of um, what's motivating them toward Mm -hmm. more health, maybe in the beginning or at different stages of our life, but it all matters. Yeah. So um, what, where do you tell people who come to you and are like, where do I even begin? Like, what is, what are are some of the first places that you tell people to start making switches and changes in their life? Yeah. So what I started with in the beginning was obviously the food, just because that is what I um, was learning about at the time. But I do think it's a really easy, not easy. It's a simple place to start. It's not easy, but it's also something that's impacting us maybe more so than the other things because we're eating all day, every day. So that's lots of opportunities for impact one way or the other. Mm-hmm. So I, I the overwhelm is such a real thing too. And that can make people just give up altogether in anything. Mm -hmm. Like you take a step that's too big, you're going to fall down. Right. Mm -hmm. Or if you look at this, like I'm looking at Everest, how am I going to get to the top? You just, it's like the one little step at a time. Right. So I think what I have done since the beginning is like, just start to pay attention to what's in the ingredients. And then as something runs low before it's completely gone, this is always my advice. Don't wait till something's completely gone because now you're like in kind of a rush to replace it. So you're going to grab 
the thing that's on sale or the thing that you're familiar with or something with clever marketing. You're not probably going to have the time to like find a better alternative. But what I've always done is when something runs low, I look for something that is a little less toxic, that's within my budget and within my means and meets our preferences and needs. And then I, I buy that. Mm-hmm. So just one thing at a time, but they pile up so quickly. It piled up quickly to get me in the mess that I was in, you know? Mm-hmm. So I just kind of like not dug myself out of it, but I created a new pile. <laughs> yeah. I want to interrupt this episode to tell you about one of our sponsors, Fiercely Penned Journals. These are journals for Christian moms and their kids made by a Christian mom and marriage and family therapist. These journals go beyond just a book and are made with this purpose in mind to help moms cultivate a healthy mind and spirit through the practice of journaling by building discipline, helping you slow down, recognizing and acknowledging God's work in your life through answered prayer requests and so much more. Each journal features several page options, including blank pages, lined pages, and prompted pages. So prayer prompts, motherhood, gratitude, that sort of thing. All the journals are repurposed from old hardcover books, which is so cool, and then hand-painted and hand-bound, creating a -a one-of-a-kind journal for a -a one-of-a-kind mom or daughter. Sons, too. My girls are absolutely journalers. They actually, we let them stay up five minutes at bedtime every single night to write in their journals, and they love doing that. So they are going to love these journals. They're so cute, and I just like that there is some structure to it, so it gives kids ideas and also helps them recognize that they can pray for things and then look for how God will work in their life. These are super cool. Check them out at fiercelypen.com and use the coupon code Kindled15 for 15% off your purchase. Again, that's fiercelypen.com, Kindled15 for 15% off. Yeah. yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, the the urgency the tyranny of the of the urgent, right? It's like yeah. when something is urgent, you do feel like you're kind of you don't you're not empowered to do research or look for something else, or you 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 do just kind of stay with what's familiar and what's what's usual. Yeah, um, it doesn't have to be perfect. Like I didn't yeah. you know replace my ketchup with the best ketchup on the market. You know, it's just mm-hmm. something with a little bit better ingredients that I can afford that was available to me. And when when that one ran out, I look for one that's better. And if I can't find one that meets my budget and my needs, then I, I know I'm doing the best that I can. And that's yeah. all. I'm, and then I just keep going. And it's one product, you know, my, my saying too, is one product, one meal, one day at a time, making our homes and lives a little less toxic, because this is, you know, we never arrive. You never get mm. to this, like per- no one I've talked to people on other interviews are like, I've already been doing this a long time. My home is completely non-toxic. I'm like, no, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> what are- furniture filled with do you ever scroll on your phone at night like there are so many things that we could be doing to make yeah our 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 health less toxic healthier and uh, we never arrive with not this side of heaven you just do the next best step and keep going right right yeah that's a good point speaking of like the the cost like let's talk about that because i think that is often a barrier for people they think like i can't afford to eat organic i can't afford to buy the non-toxic cleaner it's more expensive Um, what do you say to someone who's like, it's too expensive for me to buy all these fancy products or whatever the natural cleaners, like it, it, they're they I have to go to their website and order. Like that just feels hard. What, what would you say to, to someone who has that sentiment? Yeah. Don't, don't do that. Then do the thing that makes sense for you and uh, make it fit your budget. When we first started out, we were on one income. I was substitute teaching, but not getting a lot of work at the time. It was during a hiring freeze. We live in like one of the most expensive places in the country. Mm-hmm. It, 
it's not easy. So I started making my own cleaners and those are just, you know, vinegar and baking soda were at the base of everything that costs Mm -hmm. pennies and they worked great. And I felt better about using those. And as far as food, you know, less packaged foods, packaged foods cost a fortune and Mm -hmm. we're so reliant on them. But if you make more things yourself, it doesn't have to be all organic, but more whole foods is going to be a lot better than Mm -hmm. packaged things that are prepared for you by someone else with ingredients you probably wouldn't use, you know, mm-hmm. so just you simplify it, mm-hmm. it. It doesn't have to be complicated. And again, it's not all or nothing. You just make small changes and they're going to keep adding up. And then when they're like the bigger items, you can save up for them. I didn't get a water filter until we were into this for like five or six years. Mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, I had, I had a simple one on the faucet that I was using even before all of this. Cause I just thought it was probably a good idea to filter a tap water mm-hmm. and it does something. And, mm-hmm. and that's the same kind of concept too. If it's mm-hmm. making it a little bit better, that's better than nothing. Right. So just right. do what you can with what you're able and as it makes sense for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's great, great advice that it isn't, it isn't going to be everything. It isn't going to be all at once. And if that, if you can't afford to order the specialty cleaning product from the website with the shipping and all the stuff, then just don't like, like you said, I think that's, that's a an easy area to to start is for me anyway. I'm not someone who's as, as far in my journey as you are, but like the cleaning products, like I always used to buy, you know, Mrs. Meyer's countertops uh, spray and I love the scent and I love the marketing and it's just cute. And, um, and I realized, you know, A, I'm going through this a lot. B, I've heard it's really not that clean. I know that it has a synthetic scent, like whatever. It's fine if you want to use it. I don't care. But I just realized it was an easy area. Like I have vinegar, I have essential oils, I have distilled water. I can throw together a quick spray and I can still give it a good scent. And now I'm not going and spending $5 a bottle on that. It's like you said, it's costing me pennies. I feel better about it. It's, it's just one small area. Like my makeup probably is not clean, but I started with the place that I knew I could impact today. Right. And as far as the makeup goes, like when I get to the place where I feel like I have the energy of the time to research and try different brands and invest in something I may or may not like, right. Then I'll do that, but I'm, I'm not there today. So that's okay. Like I'm going to do yeah. what I can with what I have. Exactly. And that's because the other thing is, guess what? Stress is really toxic. Yes. <laughs> and that can be more deleterious for our health than any of the food mm-hmm. or products that we're using. And it is not good to be stressing, you know, our emotional health, our energy, or like our marriage, our finances, right? Never want to push it to that place where it is wearing you down emotionally and yeah. just being too stressful because that's going to, I mean, I, if you had to balance the two things and if I'm stressed out, but using all the perfect ingredients, my health is still going to suffer. So right. that's, you got to do it at your pace and do what you can with what you're able. And as it makes sense mm-hmm. for you. And that's, that's an interesting segue into kind of just the secular side of this whole movement, because I think that, you know, people who don't have that eternal perspective, maybe of like, we are stewarding our bodies, but this earth is not our home. And these bodies are really shells that are going to waste away anyways. Um, there, there can be a, a more built in, uh, idea that like we can achieve this utopia here on earth, right? Like this humanistic kind of man centric, like if I just like the person you said describes, well, my home is, is totally non-toxic and, and now it's like my pride and my identity and hope is in that. And, um, and also I'm super fearful of, you know, I, I saw recently I shared, like, there was this video of a girl who you might've seen it. She like rented a, she rented an Airbnb oh, yeah. and it, 
it had like a scented what's that she was in the back of the car yeah like got in the back of her car was like weeping losing her mind video not to mention videoing this the whole time but so much stress so much anxiety over like some plug-in glade scented things that were in the home so i'm like i'm not saying maybe you do have a really bad reaction to that but like you're saying like the the amount of stress and anxiety that some people are living with um in light of almost what it what it feels like is too much information that you know or too much maybe not too much information but just not the right filter to process that information through what are the what are the ditches in that in that community or the world of finding you know mm-hmm. toxin investigation and clean living and holistic whatever that we can put so much, you know, have fear in those, in, in those things or not control or, you know, what yeah. are the, what are some of the, the risks there? It looks like a lot of, uh, the way the world works any, in any secular sense, or even, you know, as believers, like when we try and control things, we end up being controlled by those things. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think I see a lot with that, that people are so fearful mm-hmm. about the different things and how it might impact them that it's, it's controlling their life and it's, it's got a grip on them and it's causing them to not be able to live life. Well, you know, even when, um, we were talking about, uh, you know, doing what we can and with what we're able, but part of it is like, if you are so gripped by these things that you can't go out to a dinner with your friends Mm -hmm. and be in fellowship, that's a problem. You know, if it's causing you to not be able to like be present with your family when you're on vacation or anything. It's, it's a problem and there has to be balance in it. And there's a lot of imbalance. I see it on, on both ends of the spectrum where it's just like, um, it's too overwhelming. I'm not going to even start. I can't do it perfectly. So I'm not going to do it at all. Or like the other end where it is like very like hyper fixation and being controlled by this idea of non-toxic living, which is just toxic as nonsense to me. Yeah, totally. So you, before we hit record, you were sharing, you're in California and you, um, you know, were looking at entering the public school system with your kindergartner in 2020, which is the same time that I was going to be entering and did enter, um, not public, but just this, you know, traditional school setting with a kindergartner that was intense, but, um, you're still there. And I would love to hear from someone who's stuck it out in California and who has, weathered the storm and is still, you know, like clinging to <laughs> clinging to their true hope and not living in a in a conservative place, right? Like what is it like? What is it like being there? Do you have community all of yeah. that? Yeah, so that's the thing that we stay for is because we are very deep in our community. Mm-hmm. All of our family is here, well, most of our family is here. We spend a lot of time with our family. We're very involved in our church and mm-hmm. with our friendships and so that's the thing that keeps us here. Mm-hmm. I was in Pennsylvania last week and that was everyone was like, what are you doing? How do you live in California? I'm like, it's not really like probably what you think. We're not very daily impacted by a lot of the things that yeah. you see like in the headlines. We we do homeschool, so we don't right. have the same impact with the schooling situation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're, like I said, we're involved in our church and in our community. Mm-hmm. It, it probably looks very similar to other people's community, but it's just, right. you know, California twist. But yeah, yeah we. I always say that uh, my husband, Damien, I think his part-time job is Redfin. He's always looking at other places. Like he's uh-huh. got a license in other States just in case, you know, and we're always looking and it, it it's 
possible and it might be even likely that at some point we'll end up somewhere else but Mm -hmm. we want to be here with our family and friends if we're able to and because of some of the choices we've made we feel feel good about staying for now yeah I want to share with you a sponsor that I love and you have heard about before if you listen to Kindled, and that is Alongside Them. Alongside Them provides catechisms for your children that actually engage your whole family as you learn either the Ten Commandments or the basics of the Christian faith together. So the basics catechism will ground your whole family in uh, truths of the faith as you learn about God, Jesus, repentance, faith, sin, and more, while the commandments catechism will reveal God's character to you and your kids. So the commandments expose our sinfulness by showing us our inability to keep them. And they point us to our savior, Jesus Christ, who obeyed God's law perfectly. Both of those are must haves. And I keep mine out on my back counter. Uh, You probably notice it in my Instagram stories. When I share stuff from my kitchen, it is always out and my kids flip through it. And I just love to have it in our home. If you already have both of those, then check out their Bible reading plan for kids. Those are very popular and you'll get a very cute plan that your kid can follow along with keeping their Bible as they read through scripture, uh, either on their own or with you as a family. Check out all of their products at comealongsidethem.com. And the code is still kindled five for $5 off your purchase. Again, that's comealongsidethem.com kindled five for $5 off. Yeah. Have you seen an exodus of, you know, friends or acquaintances or people, you know, who have left in, in the recent years, just from the political environment? Yeah, absolutely. Especially since 2020. Mm-hmm. So- and people that haven't left yet are in the same boat as us. Like we're probably gonna, but mm. sure when, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, what is that like? Is that hard? Like, is it hard to see people leave, you know, the place you love you, you grew up there? Yes. Yeah. I grew up the South Bay of LA, just like born and raised. My husband was born in Cleveland, but he's been here most of his life. Okay. But yeah. So um, ha- having people leave has been tough. Um, but I'm also mm-hmm. like so happy for them. And then, you know, you get like encouraged, like we can mm-hmm. do it if we need mm-hmm. to, or the time comes and seeing just like the different yeah. kind of um, quality of life they have other places too. Yeah. Um, I haven't even been paying attention. Is Gavin Newsom, could he run again for governor? That uh, I think so. I, there's like a lot of uh, rumor about him potentially the president. Running for president. Yeah. Like you guys, I don't, there was a recall for him. Was that last year? Yeah. And, I, I mean, I looked at like it. Failed. Out. I'm like, he's definitely getting recalled. Who's keeping right. this guy in? But he's here. Yeah, <laughs> still there, still kicking. Still so, here. what what would be worse, Gavin Newsom as governor of California or Gavin Newsom as president? I feel like president. Yeah. Right? <laughs> okay. Yeah, like, I agree. Um, I just want to hear from a Californian. You might be like, <laughs> just get him out of here. Just give me my state no, back. Then he's over everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. More reach. Yikes. Right. <laughs> More power. I saw this week he went to China and met with uh, Xi Jinping. So that's, yeah, that makes yeah. everyone feel good. He was told good job on his COVID response. <laughs> wow. Yeah. China's giving you a good job. We've got, we've got some issues, right? <laughs> oh, man. optics for that? Why did we do that? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't even know. Um, or we do know and we just can't say, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, so let's see. So you wrote a book this last year. Tell me about that. Tell me what where people can find your book, what it's about, what to expect with that. Yeah. So it's called A Healthier Home. And it, it essentially is everything I've ever shared online all put in one place. So it's easier for people to find something when they need it. It's not like a 
I'm going to buy this book. I'm going to read it cover to cover. And now I live a healthier, non-toxic life, like 0%. That's not my approach. That's not my recommendation, but it's resource. So when you are, maybe you're updating a room in the house or Mm -hmm. you're, you know, trying to upgrade your, um, your cooking equipment or even just pantry staples that you can turn to a section of the book because it really goes room by room. So you can just turn to a section of the book find the information you need, and then you can make a more informed decision as a consumer moving forward so that you can feel good about your purchases Mm -hmm. and your choices in your home and make it a little healthier over time. So yeah, it's a room by room guide and um, it kind of breaks down lots of different things. I go from the pantry through EMFs and lighting and bedding, furnishings. It's a little bit of everything. I tried to make it very concise, but also just, um, what's the word? It's like another C word. Um, like a catalog or yeah, it's like, it has like all the information you're going to need, but encapsulated so that it's not so overwhelming. Yeah. That sounds great. I need that. I need that book. Um, I use it more than anyone. Do you, you still use your own book? I do. I just redid the kids room a few weeks ago and I was like, what did I say about whatever it is? You know, like what kind of woods for it? Cause I was getting a couple of shelves and like, I would like to get ones that are less toxic if I can afford them. So I just, I have an index in the back and it has a bunch of different topics and I just find that and I'll, I'll use it for all sorts of things. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's really cool. That's, that's the test, the true litmus test, right? It's like an author is referring to her own book. She's like, this is, this is truly truly a source of wisdom. I need this. I didn't want this to be something that came into people's homes and stressed them out. And I also yeah. didn't want it to be like just live on a shelf collecting dust. It's like, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a guide that you can return to over and over again. Cause we don't yeah. ever arrive, you know? Yeah. Can you hold it up so I can see it? Oh, it's pretty. Thank you. All right. love. Yeah. I ended and up, so, I, go ahead. um, was approached by a publisher. Like mm-hmm. we want you to write a book. It was some subjects yeah. like, no one, I, I just didn't know if anyone would even want to buy something like that. Uh, I'm like, you know what, even if no one else buys it, they're going to help me create this and I can give it to my kids so that they yeah. can have all mommy's tips and tricks so that they can continue in their own homes. And so I, I made it for them and then yeah. lots of other people have bought it. So yeah, <laughs> well, of course, I think that's genius. I, I feel like it is such an overwhelming world and once you start finding out about it, like I have a friend who's kind of been on this journey trying to figure out, you know, her yeah minimizing toxins in her life and um and it's it is very confusing when you go online because there are so many different sources and approaches and you can even find conflicting information and that part stresses me out because I'm like I when I don't know about an area that's where I'm like I tend to just if I if I can't discern who's really right I'm just going to pull back and be like I can't worry about that right yeah. rather than like I, I knowing someone is a believer as a christian has a world view that is not this is your hope and your life and your, the days of your life depend on you getting this right. You know, like, no, God has numbered your days, but like, here's how to steward them. Well, you know, that's, that's the approach that I, that I would want. So I think, um, yes, for anyone listening who, who wants maybe a more, I don't know, well-rounded approach to this and, and is not going to fear monger you into, you know, thinking that you're going to die because you don't have linen sheets or <laughs> something like that. The frequencies. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You're sleeping in an electric electric force field. <laughs> oh man. Which I probably am. I don't know. They're cotton. Is cotton, is cotton bad? Cotton's great. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh man. That's so funny. <laughs> um, so where do people find your book and follow you online? 
So I'm um, mostly if I'm online, it's mostly on Instagram. That's like all I can manage. And I find it really fun to just show up on stories and yeah. hang out. Yeah. So I'm there sometimes and I have a website and both are a little less toxic. So a little less toxic.com or on Insta as a little less toxic. I have a YouTube and Facebook, but I'm just never really yeah. on there. And then my book is sold pretty much anywhere books are sold. And um, yeah, it's called a healthier home. Perfect. I love that. Man, well, thank you so much for joining us today. And um, I will link to your book in the show notes and um, your profile so people can go find you. But this has been awesome. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for being here. I hope that that was encouraging and um, uplifting for you. I know that for me, this is an area that sometimes feels so overwhelming. I just don't even reach into it all. But uh, little changes do make a big impact over the long run. And it's what you're doing most days consistently um, that that makes the biggest impact on your health. So just think about that. It's not one big fell swoop thing or a one-time thing. It's just these little decisions that we make every day um, that add up over time. So anyway, that's what I took away from it. And um, I hope that that was helpful for you. If you want, just come find me on Instagram at Haley.Kindled. And other than that, I'll see you next week.